following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Coming up on Sunday at Van Andel Arena will be Toby Mack. Hits Deep Tour with Crowder. Tickets available now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th, the Winery Dogs will be live inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 14th and 15th, Paw Patrol Live for the kids inside DeVos Performance Hall. I'll be there with Superfly Hayes. Get your tickets now for Paw Patrol Live. March 14th and 15th in downtown Grand Rapids, inside DeVos Performance Hall. I hope they let me introduce Paul, because I love him or her. Ticketmaster.com is where you get your tickets. March 16th, Kane Brown, the Drunken Dreaming Tour, with special guests Dustin Lynch and Low Cash. That's at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at AXS.com. March 18th, Cat Williams, 2023 and Me Tour at Van Andel Arena in GR. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 24th through the 26th, Monster Jam. It's the Triple Threat Series at Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And March 28th, the price is right live. I'm hoping they pick me. I want to spin the wheel. Well, hold on, that's Wheel of Fortune. Price is right live. I can still spin that big wheel. On March 28th at DeVos Performance Hall in GR. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Also this weekend at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. The West Michigan Home and Garden Show runs now through Sunday. Gimme Shelter Showdown, an amateur boxing event, is coming up on Sunday at DeVos Place. And the Ultimate Sports Show is next week, March 9th through the 12th, at DeVos Place in downtown GR. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is a football-slash-basketball little hockey mixed in Friday on the huge show across Michigan. We'll talk about the Lions offseason. Dan Miller, Lomas Brown, and Frank Schwab from Yahoo.com will join us inside this hour. Ballas and Skeen on Michigan's offseason and spring football. Before we're done, we'll also get a recruiting update for Mel Tucker from Michigan State with the crew from SpartanMeg.com and one from Ann Arbor with Harbaugh with E.J. Holland from the Wolverine.com and Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit Lions insider. We'll also check in if you have a comment or a question and want to join us live on air, uh, you can get in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. And also drop your comments. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show 
on Facebook, our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're down to their final three home games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Just search Grand Rapids Gold to get ticket info, Ticketmaster.com, and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also one final way where you can join in anytime you want to during a game, during a show, uh, sign up for our text chain. Just text the word HUGE, H-U-G-E, to 21000. It's free. You don't get crushed with ads or bounce backs. And you can join us anytime you want to uh, with your huge opinions. Just text the word HUGE to 21000. That's H-U-G-E to 21000. Let's go check in with the voice of your Detroit Lions. Dan Miller joins us from the east side of the state. Welcome back, Danny. How you doing? Good afternoon. Uh, trying to figure out this offseason. Ton of interest. You know, for the Lions finishing 8-2, and two, what they did in ending the Packers season on Sunday Night Football with that W, to the interest now in the combine because they do have that number 6 and number 18 pick, uh, to free agency with a lot of movement around the league we're seeing. Uh, the offseason has become almost as good as the season when it comes to the Lions. Well, I think so, and, and the reason is that you realize with the way they finished, this is a team that can win now, and now you've got all these assets, you know, in, in the early rounds to go out there and, and draft guys. So it's, um, I think the interest is heightened because of the possibilities that you can take what you did this past season and really improve on that by adding guys, and you know, you you mentioned free agency and, and things like that, those things come into play as well. And those could impact what happens in the draft. So it's, it's, it's a fascinating time, but it's one of those times where we're finally looking at it and saying, you know what, these guys are pretty good. They have a chance to elevate that instead of saying, you know, these guys were whatever, six and 10 or seven and 10 or something like that, or, you know, five and 12, which we've seen before. So, you know, I, I just think it's, there's such a good feeling around this football team right now. Part of that is performance-related, and part of that is just all the possibilities they have this offseason. Speaking of the offseason, Dan, now let's talk about that. If you're in a room with Holmes and Campbell and the executives and coaching staff, what do you think the list of priorities starts with, and where does it end in terms of the offseason? Yeah, I think they definitely need to look at that defense first, and that's not a revelation for anybody. Brad Holmes has said that. And, you know, it's kind of interesting to me on that defense because there's some young guys there that you're banking on them continuing to get better. But in some cases, the question is, do you have to hedge your bet and bring in a veteran? I, I, I'm going to be really interested to see how they approach free agency because they haven't really been a team in the two years that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have been running this thing to dive in and sign a big money guy. Now, that could be... We're going to wait until we're, we feel we're close, and then we will. And I think that's a possibility this offseason that they might do something like that. Um, I still think they're going to be bargain-minded, that they're going to be look, looking for guys that, that represent value, like uh, Deshaun Elliott last year, who was trying to prove himself as a starter in this league. And I, I think that's probably going to be the driving force behind it but i do think if they see an opening for a guy that costs some money that they feel like it's fill a hole for them and i think you know right now you're talking about probably the middle of that defensive line you're talking about a linebacker depending upon what happens with anceloni 
and they have some needs at corner. There's no doubt. And the other thing I'd kind of keep an eye on is that offensive line. Because, you know, Vitae, I know there's been speculation that they'll cut him loose. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's one guard spot. Evan Brown's a free agent. We don't know what's going to happen with him. And then Jonah Jackson has free agency coming up here in a contract due soon. So they have some decisions to make. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw an offensive lineman somewhat high somewhere in this draft, a guy with versatility uh, to be a, a tackle or a guard or something like that, that they could come in and, and, and help. But I certainly think that's kind of a, a position that I would keep an eye on as well. You know, and speaking of that line, I saw something earlier today where CBSSports.com was talking about the depth at free agent running backs in this offseason, and they proposed that the Lions may step up with that offensive line, uh, with Jamison Williams on the outside, with Goff, who now has emerged as a top-ten quarterback, that they might decide to go spend and get a workhorse back that could eat clock when the Lions have a lead via that offensive line. And think about Josh Jacobs. Uh, going from the Raiders to the Lions as a free agent signing. It's interesting. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but yeah. it caught my attention. No, I think so. And I think you've also seen Bijan Robinson be kind of connected to them a little bit uh, in the draft. And and I, I do think that's a position they'd look at because, you know, as, as much as, as Swift can be a game changer, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Jamal, as we sit here right now, is a free agent. So there's some uncertainty at that running back position, and it, it would not surprise me if they took somebody to, to add to that room um, that could bring some explosiveness. And as you said, there's also an opening, depending upon what happens with Jamal, for somebody that's got some power. I mean, let's not forget uh, that this guy was gold inside the five-yard line last year, scoring touchdowns, and then pounding his way behind that offensive line, which also did a great job. So I, I absolutely think that is a position to keep an eye on. I think backup quarterback is, is 100% a position to keep an eye on. They've got to, to address that. that. That's got to get better in my mind. Um, so, look, as much as the 8-2 and two finish was, was great, it doesn't change the fact that you've got holes, you've got questions, and one of the things that's important in this league is there's massive roster, turn, roster turnover every year for every team, and you've got to be cognizant of that. You just you don't get comfortable at one position. You've got to keep improving. So, you know, I, I think we could sit here and make a case for a whole bunch of different positions from this football team. I mean, you could make a case for tight end. You could make a case for, for receiver, depending upon what happens with Chark. Running back, we talked about backup quarterback, defensive line, linebackers in flux because Vandaloni, cornerbacks, uh, and you know, counting on Tracy to come back off an injury, you might want some help at safety with Deshaun being a free agent. So, man, it's 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 wide open to me, and so much of my, you know, curiosity is how they're going to approach free agency first, and then we'll get a, maybe an indication of of does that change their draft priorities at all. You know, one thing you mentioned, uh, the backup QB, which I, I think is one of the most important things uh, to address this offseason. And it's not by drafting a QB who's unproven in the NFL. It's not uh, your Nate Sudfeld, Blau, obvious third stringers, emergency type guys. It's getting somebody who can still lead you to wins if Goff would go down. And when you look at Mariota being released, when you look at some of the action before 
we get to free agency with teams clearing space. Carson Wentz, would he be a backup? Would Mariota come in as a backup? You Just give me one of those guys. I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl for the Lions, but if they're good enough just to help you win games while golf would be hurt, a game or two or three or four, uh, if longer, uh, that's what I want as a backup quarterback that the Lions need to go spend. Get a Baker Mayfield type who could come in willing to be a backup to golf. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's the important point there is um, if you look at one of those guys who have been at times starters in this league, are they comfortable coming in here knowing that they're going to be number two? And I mean, I you know, look, that, that piqued my interest when I saw Mariota get released. Uh, he brings a different dynamic and that he can beat you with his legs. Um, so it, it, it certainly, I think, is, look, there's no doubt in my mind that room is going to look a lot different outside of Jared Goff next year. And I do believe there's a chance at some point in this draft they draft a young quarterback to slot in behind him. And it doesn't mean that they won't also sign a veteran uh, to be here uh, as a possibility if golf goes down. Look, this football team has a chance to be really good. And to be really good, you've got to fortify the most important position in the league, which is quarterback, in case something does happen to Jared. So I think both those things are strong possibilities. I, I think, look, we don't know how they value those quarterbacks in the draft. If somebody pops up and they've got them rated highly, I'm not going to be shocked if they take one. Doesn't mean Jared Goff isn't your guy. He is. Equally, I won't be surprised if they sign a veteran because I think if you're trying to win right away, uh, having somebody with some experience, if something happens to Jared, is is really important. So, Again, it's, it, it really is a fascinating offseason to see which way they go because we've seen this plan. They've been patient. I do think they'll still be patient, but I think when you believe that you have a chance to win a division and contend, I think your urgency steps up a little bit. Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, checking in on the Meyer guest line here on the Hield Show across Michigan. Well, what is the ceiling uh, for this team? Before I let you go, Dan, final thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing top four in the NFC. Uh, some are saying they're, you know, if they would get home field advantage, they could uh, be in a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm feeling like if they can secure home playoff games, and I look at the way they've played at home compared to on the road, especially this past season, tell me a team you would truly fear if the Lions were playing them in a playoff game in Detroit, maybe San Francisco, Philly, right? Yeah, I mean, San Francisco's got questions, again, at the most important position in the league, and that's quarterback. What are they going to do there? you got, you know, one coming off an injury and two coming off an injury. I'm sorry. So both those guys have to be addressed. So, look, I, I don't put any ceiling on what this team can do. The way that they finished, to your point, I think they can compete with anybody in the NFC. The division is wide open. We're all waiting to see. What happens with Aaron Rodgers? That is a massive, massive piece of the picture in the NFC North. Uh, Minnesota's got a ton of decisions to make in terms of guys and cap and how they're going to fit it in. And Chicago seems to be a little bit behind everybody else in terms of their rebuild. So maybe they're a year or two away from, from really competing. So I think you approach this thing like you believe you can be the best team in the NFC. And I don't think that is hyperbole. I don't think that is the wrong way to go. I think that's the right way to go with the way you finished, the way these young guys are developing, and the way right now, excuse me, that the conference appears to be a little bit down, there's an opening there. And I I wouldn't be surprised if, if I just should say that's the way they should be looking at it. 
is, man, you do have a chance to do exactly what you said. You could be the best team in the NFC. You need to do what you did last year, and then you need to, you've got a wonderful chance with, with money and draft picks to continue to improve. So I put no limits on what this team can do this year. I, and I don't know that we've been able to say that in a while, but everything you're talking about starts with winning the NFC North. If you want to have an home, a home playoff game. Yeah. I only and, put, I only put Philly in front of them right now. Cause you're, I agree with you. The QB questions, it was Purdy, a you know, a half year wonder. I, you know, will they go back to Lance? I, there's, there, there's a lot there, and they even Philly losing your offensive and defensive coordinators and starting new there. Lions are are comfortable, consistent. I mean, they're, yeah. I'm using words Dan I've never used in an off season to describe the Lions. Yeah, there's no doubt. In Philadelphia, look, they've got some questions too. They got you know they've got free agents on their defensive line and and free agents in their secondary. Um, so they they have issues that they have addressed going into next year as well that but might cost them some guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, look, it's, it, it is, it's right there. We're all excited because of the way that they played. And I have a lot of people that come up to me and say, Hey, they're going to win the division next year. They're going to do this. And my reply is, you know, cliche, but it's process, process, process. You've got to do everything you can to maximize these assets here in the off season and get better. And if you do that, then you hit, hit camp running and then you got to catch some, you know, breaks with injuries next year. But look, there's there's no reason this team should look at this any other way than we have an opportunity to be the best team in the NFC next year. Dan Miller, he is the voice of your Detroit Lions. A year from now, he could be hosting the parade down Woodward and the Lombardi uh, tour. Uh, across Michigan. Who knows, man? It could happen fast in the NFL. Dan, uh, my best to you, your family. We'll talk soon. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, Dan Miller. No reason to not expect this team to feel they can beat anybody. That's how I feel. And it's not, he used hyperbole. It's been the Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid. They're too legit, too legit to quit. If I can quote a, a great... Musician by the name of MC Hammer. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Maybe if I could spit that out. And then the Lions will start winning. It'll be, you can't touch this. <laughs> A reminder, if you missed any interview at any time on this show, just search... The huge show where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. The Winery Dogs, live in concert Monday, March 13th at 7.30 p.m., live on stage at the Voss Performance Hall. Back in full force, don't miss the vibrant powerhouse trio, the Winery Dogs, with their fresh hooks, gut bucket grooves, and bold harmonies. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th at DeVos Performance Hall. For tour info, check out TheWineryDogs.com. Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. 
And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. We invite you to Van Andel Arena for a huge two-game weekend series between the Griffins and Iowa Wild tonight and tomorrow with playoff implications. Tonight's $2 beers and $2 dogs. Tomorrow is Star Wars Night, presented by DTE. Get tickets now at GriffinsHockey.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra. The perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Join the fun and become a puzzle master. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is back for the second annual Be Brave Puzzle Event on March 11th. This family-friendly event will raise funds for breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Learn more at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. I did want to go out west and get this gentleman's thoughts. He's one of the best NFL insiders in America, Yahoo.com National. Uh, NFL columnist Frank Schwab is standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan and uh, Jalen Carter, uh, with what we know from the story already, what does it do to his draft stock? I mean, and that's the thing. We, we don't know enough right now to really make that statement. I think that this is so early in the, the kind of process, I guess. I hate to even term it that. It, it really makes it sound like I'm downgrading it. But, I mean, it, ooh, we just got to find out where this thing goes. I mean, it, it, nothing sounds good, but... I'm not really, you know, thinking that, I mean, does this mean he's not going to be a first-round pick? He might be the best player in the entire draft. I mean, if we're talking about, just more details need to emerge before we make any, I think, grand, uh, you know, proclamation on what this means for his draft stock. But it's obviously not good. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible thing. It's, it's, Horrible timing for him, obviously, but he kind of put himself in this situation. So we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I mean, at very least, it's just kind of a, a terrible situation all around with one of the, you know, may, again, maybe the best player in the NFL draft this year. Frank Schraub, Yahoo.com National NFL Insider, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan with the evolution of film games on 9,000 channels. Uh, you have individual workouts, you have pro day workouts. Is the NFL Combine still a major valuable tool for NFL teams, or is it just more for the brand? I think it's a brand completely, and I think it always has been, to be honest. Like, look, there are there is value in getting out there, seeing a guy, uh, you know, uh, compete against others in, in some of these athletic events, like 40-yard dash or whatever. But... 
I really think it's always been overblown how important the combine is for all this. I don't think NFL teams take it as, as seriously as we do. I mean, this is, they already know what guy, this guy's fast, this guy's not fast. Sometimes guys, you know, it surprises them, good or bad, but everybody's like, oh, Anthony Richardson is going to blow up at the combine this week. Well, they already know he's really athletic. <laughs> they, don't need, they don't need to go to Indy to find that out. They already know about these guys. I just think that it's something we in the media take way, way, way too seriously. But we project emphasis on NFL teams rather than the other way around. I don't think NFL teams, good NFL teams anyway, really take much stock into what happens at the Combine. It's, it is a tool, uh, a part of the puzzle. It's not the puzzle. It's not. It, it, it's, it's just one data point. And, again, something can really, really surprise you if – you know, if if a guy who you know NFL teams really were questioning his speed runs a four four, or some small school guy who they really don't know ends up you know a shuttle it has the best shuttle time or whatever like something like that, they'll go back to the tape. They'll be like, wow, what did we miss? Let's reevaluate. But I think overall, it's just it's a great week for the NFL during a dead time in the sports calendar to be in the uh, the headlines all the time. It, it turns into an NFL convention, basically. It's it's really less about the college kids, more about everybody being there. All the agents are there. It's it's more of that than, you know, I, for anybody out there who thinks NFL teams go into that thing with a blank slate and say, all right, let's learn about Will Anderson. No, they already have their, their grade on him, and, and they're just looking to, to interview him and, and see what he does in a competitive situation as far as testing goes. Yeah, I agree with you. And also, it's kind of like an NFL draft preview. We get the draft coming up in less than a couple of months. So the NFL, I will say, for some of their idiotic moves on controversial issues, they do know how to market and they do know how to keep uh, the shield and the brand out there. Uh, I also wanted to get your thoughts on Rodgers emerging from the darkness. Uh, (laughs) And he did not see his own shadow, so we're going to get six more weeks until we get a decision uh, because he emerged from uh, the darkness. I did hear his comments that uh, in time I will make a decision and and then I loved uh, one of the sound bites I heard where he goes look I don't want to drag this out and I'm thinking you do it every year <laughs> every single year I, I mean he he literally is the guy dragging this out like this is what he does he drags it out like this, this is what he I, I think he enjoys the attention I think he enjoys kind of everybody in, in a certain way kind of hanging on his every word and, and waiting to, oh, I, 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 if I say I'm going to a darkness retreat, what, what's the, you know, I look at all these people, you know, jumping at the uh, idiotic, idiocy of that and blah, blah, blah. So I, I think he enjoys this process. I really, truly do. I don't think this is something he, he that, that really he dislikes. You know, I think he likes attention. Just flat out, and he's getting it again. And I don't know. I, I, I just think at some point, don't the Packers have a decision to make? Like it's not just Aaron Rodgers. We act like oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to emerge from the darkness and see what he says. He's going to play again. We we all know that, right? So once he plays again, don't the Packers have a? a I don't want to say responsibility, but don't they have to look in the mirrors and say? What are we doing? Uh, what are we chasing? Uh, we were 8-9 last year. Aaron Rodgers clearly took a step back. He's at an age when really only one guy has, has played well into his 40s, and that guy is the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's not the, he's not the, the new normal. Like Tom Brady's going to happen once. <laughs> 45-year-old guys aren't going to be playing quarterback in the NFL that often. 
they could still get a ton from for Aaron Rodgers from a team like the Jets that really needs him. I, they needed to, if they want to get a look at Jordan Love, it's now or never. I mean, this is it. It just all adds for me. It all adds up to why wouldn't they make a trade? I I, I don't know. It just seems like at this point, I'm I'm fully in a different spot than I was a year ago, where I was like, he's coming off an MVP season, he's going to win a Super Bowl. Well, I don't really feel that way anymore about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I don't think they're near a Super Bowl. I think that your chance of the Super Bowl maybe I maybe it's it's almost as good with Jordan Love, just to try something else. The, the, what they've been doing hasn't really gotten them over the hump, so why not just try some, again, try something different, see what Jordan Love has, take all these picks, try to make your team better. I just think it's time. I, I think it's time for the Packers to move on, but but we'll see. Uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to move on from a franchise icon like that. I understand that part of it, too. Yeah, and that's, that's why a year ago, why, why give him the you know, 150 million plus deal. If the drama was there, they didn't put in something that was rock solid, so you wouldn't be dealing with it if you're the Packers organization a year later. I, I don't understand that from their front office perspective. Yeah, I mean, can't, you have to imagine they're sick of this, right? Like this annual, like we're going to wait two months to figure out what our off season looks like. Why would you want to deal with that again? For the guy who says I don't want to drag this out, he does it every year. Like this is, he seems to thrive on this. So I don't know. I, if I'm the Packers, I'm just I'm just kind of sick of it. And I again, I think the look we're talking about. 31-year-old Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you do what you got to do. Like, he's, you, you deal with the the drama and all that kind of stuff because he's this unbelievable player and this once-in-a-lifetime guy. Not only 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers is that guy anymore. I, I, we saw signs last year that he was four years old. He wasn't he was good. I'm not saying he's bad. He's not hitting the wall like Peyton Manning is last year or anything. But we clearly saw a different version of Aaron Rodgers last year. And I don't think it could Better. I don't think it's better once he turns 40 in December. So, again, I just think at some point, if you're the Packers, you just say, we're just sick of dealing with this. <laughs> and they put themselves, you're right, that contract put themselves in this position to have this annual dance. So, it's on them too. But, yeah, I think at some point, you just kind of look at yourself and you say, what are we doing here? Why are we dealing with this? Why, why don't we just cash in our chips right now? You know, speaking of cash, I want to see how much it costs because whoever is running a darkness retreat, I want to open them because it's dark. You don't need anything. Close <laughs> somebody in a room, a cave, a barn. I don't know. Whatever it is, no windows. Is it safe? I, I want to get the fire marshal out there on the darkness retreat. Okay. I mean, how much are you? You pay like twelve thousand dollars to go to a spa. They go. We're going to put you in darkness. <laughs> Right. Absolutely, I want to see one of these things. I, I am, I have never heard of it before, and yeah, I, uh, I'll let you go investigate that one. Yeah, it's like, America. No. Hey, everybody can make a buck somewhere. Uh, Aaron, welcome yeah, to the right. exclusive darkness retreat. It's seven thousand dollars a day, three days of darkness, and you'll be able to come up with a decision where you're going to play. Twenty one thousand dollars later, he still hasn't made a decision. There you go. Thank you, Frank. We love you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll see you, buddy. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, national NFL columnist, joining us here on the Huge Radio Network. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. 
At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls... High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Go talk to former Lion Lomas Brown, who's part of the Lions Radio Network. Man, we've had Dan Miller on recently. Uh, the hype is out there, but it's real. Uh, it's not hyperbole. It's not drinking the Kool Aid. It's not being blinded by one game. The eight and two finish has people believing Lomas that uh, this upcoming year is going to be one of the great years in Lions history. Yeah, I mean, people are so optimistic. You know, huge. I think this might be my first time. And like I said, I've been here since 85. This might be some of those only times that I've heard people talking about the Lions during the offseason in a positive way, mm-hmm. in, that, in, in that exciting way. Ever since you go back to the 90s, and it's, it's refreshing. It's good. I think it's good for sports fans to stay involved with the team year-round, but the team has to give you something to stay involved with. And I think with this up-and-coming draft, with the possibilities of all the picks that we all get, and like you say, with the good taste that the Lions left in everybody's mouth at the end of the season, man, it's, it's, it's some exciting times around here for Lions fans. You know, I, I think we discussed a couple of weeks ago, this is the first time, and this goes back even to the Barry era where, you know, Bobby Ross, you weren't sure about the front office. You had a ton of talent around you and your teammates. But when I look at Sheila Hamp, when I look at the front office right now, led by Holmes at GM and his staff, when I look at the coaching staff with Campbell, when I look at the talent they have, when you're looking at the free agent money, you're looking at the depth they need to fill, uh, who they have returning, pick six and 18, plus two more second rounders. I'm telling you, and what I'll echo what you just said, Lomas, there has never been an offseason ever in my life as a Lions fan. Yeah, I, you know, a boyhood crush on Barry, but I'm talking we're uncomfortable with all three facets, ownership, front office, 
and coaching. I've never had that feeling ever with the Lions. I agree with you. And this meeting, again, been here since 1985, and you're right, being a part of the organization and you know, having a, a good coaching staff but never having the, the coaching staff that they have today. Um, you're right. Sheila Hamp Ford being so involved in practice because she's there every day. And she's not up in the, uh, in the balcony. She's standing on the sidelines watching the drills. You know, never had that before. And you're right. I mean, with the, ca- with the, the cap space and just with the, the, the draft choices that we have. I mean, you have to be excited if you're a Lion fan because there's a lot of things pointing in the right direction for this team. And then you look at what's going on with other teams in our division. You look at the Aaron Rodgers saga, what's going on with him. You look at the, the undecisiveness of the Chicago Bears, you know, rumors out whether they want to keep Justin Fields or try to move on and get Bryce. Uh, you know, Minnesota, I still say they have questions, even though they won the division last year. I still think they have questions that they have to answer. So, you know, with all that being said and with everything going right with the Lions, now is the time. Now is the time to claim this division and claim it for a few years, too. You know, one one thought about Fields and people are like, oh, no way. They're not going to move him. Look at the way he can run the football. I, I think the Bears are saying, as an NFL franchise, that if we got to rely on Justin Fields to get us 100 to 150 yards a game, his career is going to last about three years. Absolutely huge. And they're not going to be successful. In those three years, he won't have success. I'm telling you, man, those quarterbacks, and, I, you know, just to throw it off, I can kind of see the hesitancy in the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. I mean, with how that offense is designed, he's going to take a beating. And he's not as big as Cam Newton, so you don't know the years that you'll be able to get out of him. You don't know the years that they're going to be able to get out of Justin Fields, just like you're saying, because we've seen the sample size, and that sample size doesn't last long. You've got to be able to throw this ball in this league, you know, as a quarterback from that quarterback position. You just have to be able to do that, or the defenses just won't respect you. So you have to be able to do that. You know, speaking of the offseason, and we talked earlier uh, with Dan Miller, I saw this at CBSSports.com that the free agent running backs, their landing spot for Josh Jacobs was with the Lions. Could you imagine him between the tackles with that Lions offensive line? Oh, my gosh. That would be that would be nice. Now, that would be nice. Now, my question is huge. Would you, would you still keep DeAndre? Is, is DeAndre still in your plans? Yeah, I, I, that might be because you're going to look at Jamal Williams because he scored so many touchdowns. I think somebody's going to give him an extra year or overpay a little bit. Then the Lions may be saying, hey, he scored a ton of touchdowns because we have a great uh, offensive line, right? But if you get Jacobs, uh, a pro bowler, with that line, he, he might push for 2,000 yards. I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Plus, I think if you do keep DeAndre, their running styles are different, too. 
So you give a defense, you know, two different types of runners that come in the game, and I think they could complement each other. I really do. So if you do lose the uh, lose Jamal, I think uh, a Josh, a J, uh, Josh. Oh man, I think he would fill in greatly. And like I say, pairing him up with. DeAndre, I think that would be a nice pairing, nice little change-up right there. Well, and you have to think that you're the Lions. If you are now projected to be a playoff team, projected to contend or win the NFC North, you're not going to be able to win games 38-35, 48-45. You're going to need to get a lead and eat clock. And that's where when you get a – and again, Williams was more of a red zone guy, had some durable games. But Josh Jacobs, I think I saw he had 340 carries – uh, for the Raiders last season, he could be there with that line just pounding the rock and eating up clock when you have a lead because at the end of the day, it's not about flash, it's about getting wins. Absolutely, and huge. The big thing you're saying, that's the biggest thing I want to watch for this year. How many times we're able to play with the league, with a lead, and that's going to fall on the defense. That I, I just think next year, we we said the defense was going to be a big factor this year, but I think next year that's going to be even a bigger factor with how the defense plays. The defense, they're going to have to get three and out, so they're going to have to be able to get themselves off that field to keep that deep, keep our offense on the field. I just want to see how they're going to handle that situation. I think that'll be one of my biggest questions going into 2023 season. How's the defense? How's the makeup of this defense? How will this defense look different from last year's defense? Not just personnel-wise, but how they play on the field. You know, not changing the scheme, but how these guys react to what they see, you know, being in their second year, Aiden Hutchinson, or Rodrigo. Just the, the progression that these guys are going to make, that's what I'm going to be interested to see the most next year with the Lions. Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network, former Lions offensive lineman, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking Lions all season. Yeah, so to me, go out and get a couple of defensive guys at six and eighteen. I, I love if if you can get Josh Jacobs. I think that makes you a Super Bowl contender. If Goff stays healthy, you need one of those veterans to come in and be a backup to Goff in case he goes down because your team is set to win now and you only have a a small window in the NFL, maybe three to five years where you can go win before you got to start paying people or uh, letting people go. And then uh, depth on the offensive line, defensive line, you got a couple second rounders. Maybe you find your quarterback of the future to be your third QB. They're close, Lomas. That's all I can say. The Lions are close to being one of the best teams in the <laughs> NFC. They're not that far. I love it. I love it. I love huge. We haven't been able to say that in a lot. And we're not drinking. We're not drinking. This is totally sober. <laughs> I love it. I love we're, it. People are like, are Lomas and Bill talking about the Lions as the best team in the NFC? Are they drinking Bud Light? No, this is sober conversation. And it's scary to read the national pundits. The national pundits talking about the Lions. I, I think I saw something that had the Lions going into 2023 as the fourth best team in the NFC. NFC, not not the division, not the NFC North. I'm talking, and I think it was behind, depending on what happens with Dak, 
And you got San Francisco, Philly, like fourth in the NFC going in. Wow. Man, that's awesome, man. And, and again, those expectations should be there. You know, that's the way we finished up the season. That's how everything is looking for the Lions. And I think that's what they expect. I think they expect stuff like this now. When you hear the Lions being talked about that way anymore, I think it's now becoming commonplace, and they they should be expecting this. Now they just got to go out and put it out on the field. Lomas Brown, he's part of the Lions Radio Network with TJ and Dan Miller joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking Lions all season. I could talk Lions all day, Lomas. Thank you so much. Get some good time there with the family, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely, Hughes. Take care, my man. Yeah, back at you, Lomas Brown. Good friend of the show and a good friend. Checking in on the Meyer guest side. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. A reminder, anytime you want to comment on air, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Also drop your comments on our social networks at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. They're presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They do have three home games remaining inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. And also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Coming up on Sunday at Van Andel Arena will be Toby Mack. Hits deep tour with Crowder. Tickets available now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th, the Winery Dogs will be live inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 14th and 15th, Paw Patrol Live for the kids inside DeVos Performance Hall. I'll be there with Superfly Hayes. Get your tickets now for Paw Patrol Live. March 14th and 15th in downtown Grand Rapids, inside DeVos Performance Hall. I hope they let me introduce Paul, because I love him or her. Ticketmaster.com is where you get your tickets. March 16th, Kane Brown, the Drunken Dreaming Tour, with special guests Dustin Lynch and Low Cash. That's at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at AXS.com. March 18th, Cat Williams, 2023 and Me Tour at Van Andel Arena in GR. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 24th through the 26th, Monster Jam. It's the Triple Threat Series at Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And March 28th, the price is right live. I'm hoping they pick me. I want to spin the wheel. Well, hold on, that's Wheel of Fortune. Price is right live. I can still spin that big wheel. On March 28th at DeVos Performance Hall in GR. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Also this weekend at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. The West Michigan Home and Garden Show runs now through Sunday. Gimme Shelter Showdown, an amateur boxing event, is coming up on Sunday at DeVos Place. And the Ultimate Sports Show is next week, March 9th through the 12th, at DeVos Place in downtown GR. 
Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a Friday statewide broadcast, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, you can listen to our free online stream weekdays at 3 on our website. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live anywhere in the world where you get mobile service on the iHeart app. Just search The Huge Show. Inside this hour, more conversation when it comes to to Michigan football, the Lions, the Combine, and basketball this weekend. Remember, you can always join in with your huge opinions live statewide on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction Presented by the Grand Rapids Gold, Denver Nuggets G League team. Three home games remain inside Van Andel Arena. You can get your tickets at the Van Andel Arena box office or at Ticketmaster.com and follow the Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I also want to remind everybody, next week I'll be downtown in GR, DeVos Place. DeVos Place. I'll be at DeVos Place. You'll be at DeVos Place? Yeah, DeVos Place. Uh, the outdoor show uh, is back, and I'll be broadcasting live next week. Check it out. Downtown GR DeVos Place, the annual outdoor show, one of the best in Michigan. Let's go talk about the combine down in Indy. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, a Lions NFL columnist, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can watch and listen to on YouTube. He's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. How you doing, Rizzy? It is good to be with you live from uh, Indianapolis, where uh, we're watching a bunch of guys running around in their in their form-fitting athletic wear, doing weird things. You know, the the one thing I've looked at really the last probably twenty years when I see the combine, if you would try and fit me in one of those outfits, it would be like we're filming a Chris Farley Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some dudes that uh, that don't exactly fit in it too well, and I would be one of those as well. And they, they, the fun thing is, they do actually sell that stuff now, and there's, there's mm. a surprising amount of people who buy that stuff, and they they're not NFL athletes. Hey, let's put it that way. Yeah, you're, yeah, well, when I bought that stuff, I had a 32 waist, and I think it was uh, ninth grade. So uh, let's move on for the Lions fans listening right now. Uh, this weekend coming up down in India at the combine. From Friday night when all the events really get going, you get all the throwing, you get the catching, you get the drills, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, what what should a focal point be, or focal points plural, for a Lions fan listening right now? You know, one of the things that, the first thing I want you should probably look for is 
um, athletically that they're very, very good. Um, and, and, relation, and it's not just like being super fast, but it's being fast in relation to your weight and being agile in relation to your length and things like that. Uh, I'll use Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech as an example. Defensive end, he's six foot six. He's three hundred and some odd pounds. I don't know the weight right in front of me. Got over thirty-six inch arms. Well, he's not going to run as fast as a wide receiver or a tight end. Although he might catch a couple tight ends in this class, but you just want to see proportionality for it. Like if he's moving, um, there's a guy that on Thursday, um, uh, the the uh, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh, Kalijah Cansey, six foot one, two hundred eighty pounds. He's getting compared to Aaron Donald all over the place. He actually ran faster than Aaron Donald in the in the forty yard dash, so uh, those comparisons are everywhere. Like the, those are the things you want to see is like the exceptional athleticism, and then you just want to see guys that that have been noted for being competitive. Uh, that's something that both Brad Campbell or uh, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell talked about in their their press conferences was they want dudes that live, breathe, you know, worship football. That's their life. That's what they want. Uh, guys that are you know getting in trouble on the outside, guys that choose to, to not compete um, are probably not going to be guys that, that they're going to be fond of. So, Jeff, from your connection and following the Lions uh, before Holmes and Campbell came aboard, but since they've been there, to what you've seen in person, who you've talked to, uh, who is in Indy for the Combine, who are some perfect fits for the Lions at pick 6 and 18 and even beyond deep into the draft? Yeah, you're going to want to watch the defensive backs very carefully this weekend. That's that's going to be a big one. Uh, you're going to want to watch uh, specifically Christian Gonzalez from, from Oregon as a cornerback, Devon Witherspoon from Illinois, Joey Porter Jr. from from Penn State, um, a guy like Deontay Banks out of Maryland is a guy that, that's probably going to get some buzz uh, as, as this weekend goes along, um, and he would be more of the number 18 pick. Yeah, the, those are certainly it. Brian Branch from Alabama is a guy that, that the Lions have shown some interest in, uh, and I believe they've met with all those guys through this point. Well, I'm not sure on that, but don't hold me to that, but I know they're they're certainly looking to do that. Uh, look at some offensive guards and those, the offensive linemen. You want to find guys that if you're watching the, the drills at home and they work out, uh, I believe they're on Sunday. You want to watch them run and how well they move in, in like the three cone drill where they go back, forth and back. And when they're on the field, you want to see like, does it look like they're slipping? Are there, is their footwork sloppy? Are they taking extra steps? Things like that. Those are what, those are things that the lions are looking for. Uh, I don't think they're looking for an offensive lineman early, but you know, guys that are you know going to be in that day two, day three range, better be watching those guys. A guy like Steve Avila out of TCU, um, who Michigan fans probably know pretty well because he was probably the only TCU player that played well against. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's uh, that, that, that's the kind of that's the kind of guy that you want to be looking for. His name is Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com. You can follow the Lions Wire on Facebook and Twitter at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N. Also on Twitter, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can listen and watch on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions uh, podcast. Uh, who are some sleepers out there that you've seen uh, at the Combine that you've talked to your people down there in Indy? that you think are just perfect fits for the Lions. And it could be late first round with that pick 18. It could be second. It could be deeper in the draft. Who are who, who are some of the names on that list? 
Yeah, I brought up Deontay Banks, the cornerback out of Maryland. That's a guy that, that Lions fans need to know. This guy can really play. He's super competitive. He's incredibly athletic, uh, has some ball skills, has some dog in him, and that's that's a that's a endearing trait to both Brad, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, he's one. Uh, if you want to look a little bit deeper, there, there's a couple of defensive linemen. Um, and this one's real deep. This is Cameron Young as the nose tackle for Mississippi State. Uh, Deontay Coburn from Texas is a guy, really impressive athlete. Uh, he is your nose tackle. He can play next to Aline McNeil. He can play behind Aline McNeil. Uh, and you're looking at probably a third or a fourth round pick for that guy. Uh, th- th- those are those are some names that we're looking at. Uh, you look at the running back group that doesn't feel like the Lions are looking very early in the draft for one. Uh, and it sure sounds like Jamal Williams will be back. Um, in fact, that could be done by the end of the weekend. We don't even there, there's. Uh, Campbell, or I'm sorry, Holmes mentioned that they're working on getting a contract done with him before free agency starts. Uh, we all expect that to happen. Every, every person that's down here with Lions media credentials expects Jamal Williams to be back. So uh, they're looking for like a number three guy that can eventually be a number two and, and possibly be a number one at some point. There's there's a ton of running backs in this one. Uh, everybody wants Bajon Robinson from Texas. I'm going to tell you his backup, Roshan Johnson, is a guy that you want in the third or fourth round as a power back replacement, eventual backup type guy for Jamal Williams. He's good. It's a great year to need running backs. And uh, so I, I do think that the Lions will, will dip into that later. But uh, if, you, if you want Bashan Robinson, you're probably going to be disappointed. You know, because I'm looking at the Lions at 6 and 18, and the Jalen Carter news yesterday seemed like he was going to drop uh, deep into the first round. But now, since he handled it quickly, all the mock drafts aren't dropping him as much. Uh, they're waiting, I think, on what the full story uh, will be. So he won't be there at six. He could be. Uh, that would be interesting if you're the Lions, what you do there. Also, with this QB rush that's out there right now, the Lions could be in a position at six to trade down a couple of spots, still get a corner they wanted, but maybe a team like Carolina all of a sudden jumps in and swaps nine for six, and the Lions get additional picks. Yeah, and, and that's that's a very realistic possibility. On Jalen Carter, we're not sure what to make of it just yet. We, I'll say this. The timing on what happens for him in the judicial process is critically important. He needs to get it resolved before the draft starts. Because if the draft starts and he, it's still out there that he could potentially go to jail for a couple of years, and it's a, it's a minimum two-year sentence for the misdemeanors that he's uh, alleged to have committed, um, if that's still out there and, and not resolved, you want to be Brad Holmes and take a guy at six overall that's going to miss the first two seasons because he's in no. prison because he was indirectly involved with killing two people. Uh, that that can't happen. So if 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 that is if that court case is still going on in, in Athens, Georgia, he's not getting drafted. Period. Now, if it is done and it gets resolved and he you know pleads down, um, explains his story well, sells it well. Then he's still probably in play at six. But I, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. The sniff test is going to be difficult, uh, and, and I went through this in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. Like there, there, there were a lot of people that were repelled by it. Yeah, Carter, you know, again, he's going to have to sell it really well to get to get drafted I, in the in the top six. And it wouldn't shock me if he fell to the Lions and and they they passed on him because of it, uh, just just out of of. I don't want to say decency, but out of respect for what happened and what 
they just they just don't need that sort of distraction. Uh, and you better believe it's a distraction. It's all anybody can still talk about down here. It's been 36 hours since it happened. So uh, uh, I'm you're going to see them all over the place in Madras. And we, I was talking to people last night and, and today, and it's nobody knows what to do with him yet. And again, it, it's going to be the timing that's critical. Uh, and that opens up a spot for a quarterback. Like uh, uh, so, Anthony Richardson's the big one from Florida. I don't even think the Lions are going to get a chance to pass on him at six. I think he's going to be gone by then uh, with the buzz that he's getting. And he's going to throw, and it's going to be beautiful because he has a wonderful arm. He's a great athlete. He's going to do very well when he when he shows up and, and throws here. And uh, there's just only so many quarterbacks that can go around for the teams that need them. And, look, Houston's taking one. They've already said they're taking one. Um, they're probably going to take Bryce Young. I, 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 if you can bet on that, uh, on, on, on the DraftKings app, you might want to do that, put a little money on that one. Uh, there's uh, you know C.J. Stroud, uh, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. That, that's your four. You got you know Carolina needs a quarterback. Seattle might need a quarterback. Baltimore might need a quarterback. Who knows what's going on with them? There, there's not that many teams that that there are not that many quarterbacks for as many teams that need it. So yeah, six could be very attractive to a team that's trying to trade up and get into the quarterback wars. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can watch and listen to. On YouTube, checking in from the NFL Combine down in Indy. Yeah, quarterbacks always seem to shine because they throw and you see how strong their arms are. And that's a good thing for the Lions at number six. But Carter, if he does fall out of that, that kind of hurts them in terms of Carter would have been taken by somebody, which even increased the value of that six pick more. And I agree with you. I don't think the Lions, and the one thing I've heard from Holmes on the NFL Network, uh, Campbell, uh, culture uh, and how you fit in and the type of person you are uh, is number one on their list. Yeah, obviously you need talent to play in the NFL and play for the Lions, but they're not going to rock the boat on a culture that still is a work in progress. They're not going to do it. 100%, 100%. They made that very clear. Both of them did when they talked to us. Uh, that was, was sometime this week. I can't even keep track of what day it is right now. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be important. And, and think about that when, you, when you're looking at the free agent market, because free agency is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's before the draft. This is where free agency starts. Uh, the, the legal tampering period is in a couple of weeks. The illegal tampering period is going on everywhere. Uh, I, you, you cannot walk past a restaurant or a, a Starbucks or anything and not see an agent talking to a GM or a coach, you know, angling for their player, making some, some behind-the-scenes negotiations. That, that's one of the big things that actually happens at the Combine. That's uh, I don't expect them to make a big splash in part because that's that goes against the culture that they're building. You know, they're trying to build it you know from the ground up, and I think they're going to add some pieces. But I, if you're expecting them to add major pieces like top shelf free agents, I don't think they're going to do it. And they kind of said that they're not going to do it. So uh, they're they're going to keep being the the team that will spend on a guy like DJ Chark or Jamal Williams instead of, you know, going out and getting Saquon Barkley or, you know, some top flight wide receiver. That's just not where they're at as a team yet. And I, I think they're going to keep doing that. We talked about that a couple weeks ago last time we were in studio together, Jeff, and I agree. I, there is something special off that 8-2 and two finish. You're still not there yet, but, you know, they may not, and it's what the Lions view themselves as privately behind closed doors. Hey, if we're a playoff team this year but not an NFC contender, then let's re-sign DJ and Jamal. Let's keep this culture going. Let's see if we can take this to 11 and 6, 12 and 5, uh, compete for the NFC North title, get to the playoffs, and then you start looking at 
uh, bigger pieces. I know there's been some of the mocks out there in terms of mock free agent pickups of like a Josh Jacobs, which would be nice, or the Jalen Ramsey story out there. But, man, you're going to eat up a lot of money and a lot of your future if you would sign those two guys. Uh, I, I would. I don't want to say that they absolutely won't do the Jalen Ramsey thing, but when you hear the number that's being talked about that he wants for his salary, he ain't coming to Detroit. Uh, not not with the amount of guaranteed money that he would want for a 28 year old cornerback who would be, by the way, forcing his way off of a second team in three years. Uh, that's not the greatest fit. So uh, I, I, I look. I, he's a great player. Would he make the Lions better? Heck yeah, he would. But there's a cost to it. It's a very real cost, and they're aware of it. So I. I would I would cool the Jets on pushing for for uh, Jalen Ramsey and like you just said they know where they have a very good idea of where they're at and I don't think that they think they're that caliber of a team yet but they can get there with with continuing to build with what they've got and and you know continuing to have their their coaching staff which is phenomenal at developing talent keep doing their thing and they can sustain it. One of the things that Brad Holmes said was the biggest goal in free agency is to not get worse, to not hurt the team more than help the team. That's that's a strategy that tells me you are going to be very conservative. You're not going to make a big risky type of move, which includes trading for Jalen Ramsey or signing you know, a, a top-flight guy. It just seems very out of character for what they're trying to do. What about Bobby Wagner as a leader on that defense? Uh, you know, he, he has a... NFL potential Hall of Fame resume. Uh, your thoughts on the backside of his career? Is he could he be like a Pudge Rodriguez? What Pudge meant to the Tigers when they began their turnaround? Yeah, now he's he's a good example of the kind of guy that they would go after because you're looking at a one or a two year deal from a guy who's still got it, uh, like, like Pudge when he got to Detroit. Like this is a guy he's he's not in his prime anymore, but he's not far from it, and he offers the rest of the team so much. Uh, this is a team that, remember, they, the only guy who was over 30 last year was Michael Brockers. He's gone. They do need some veteran influence. Uh, it, it feels like and sounds like from, from the conversations I've had, they're aware of that. So Bobby Wagner would, would be a guy that I would definitely watch for. And, by the way, he can still play. He's, he would still walk into Detroit to be the best linebacker on the team. And uh, they're not as bad at linebacker as I think a lot of people think they are, but they can certainly get better, and he would definitely make them better. Jeff Risden uh, makes us better when we talk about the Lions in the NFL. I'm reading exactly what he asked us to read uh, via that Twitter direct message. Uh, thank you, my man. <laughs> Enjoy the combine. Always a good weekend down there, and it's great talking positive about the Lions during this offseason. Can't wait. I'll see the I'll yep. see the combine this weekend, Jeff, and thanks so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Oh, yeah, Jeff Risden. Uh, from the lionswire.com follow them on facebook and twitter and also jeff risden j-e-f-f-r-i-s-d-o-n and the detroit lions podcast is pretty cool their latest one is up uh, about the combine uh, just search detroit lions podcast on youtube superfly hayes our executive producer but late huge question of the day michigan state michigan team mvps and hoops this year Answer that question on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. The Winery Dogs, live in concert Monday, March 13th at 7.30 p.m. live on stage at the Voss Performance Hall. 
back in full force, don't miss the vibrant powerhouse trio, the Winery Dogs, with their fresh hooks, gut bucket grooves, and bold harmonies. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th at DeVos Performance Hall. For tour info, check out thewinerydogs.com. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Are you ready for a fun and exciting challenge? Well, you can join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the second annual Be Brave Puzzle event on March 11th. Gather your team of four and compete to be named the Puzzle Master. Teams will have two hours to complete a 500-piece puzzle, so bring your problem-solving skills to the table. This exciting event raises funds for breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute in downtown GR. Learn more at VAI.org. Life as a grown-up. Not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question. Does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who serve with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop. Not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go have another conversation about the Lions offseason. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions NFL, blogger, columnist, insider. He's standing by in the Meyer guest sign and... Jeremy, what excites you the most about this offseason connected to the Lions? Not necessarily what they've done, but what you think they will do. Well, I mean, I think probably the easy answer is just the two first-round picks, right? Um, It's another opportunity to add young talent to a team that's kind of full of a lot of young talent. Um, You don't really get uh, a ton of opportunities like this, especially when you you luck out and have the sixth overall pick courtesy of a a Rams team that collapsed last year. So, um, you know, this is a team that obviously still is devoid of talent, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. So you have a, an opportunity not to only get two defensive starters right off the bat, but uh, one potential really, really good one and then one solid contributor there. So um, I think the Lions are in a really good position, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to, to really see a drastic improvement. And considering how that team finished with an eight and two start or eight and two finish to the, to the season. Uh, I think you're, you're looking at a team that could really hit the ground running if they, if they hit on those two picks. What will be the most surprising thing that happens this off season, whether it's free agency, the draft, uh, a change system. What, what do you think for the Lions by the time they get to that season opener, 
what will be the biggest move of the offseason? If we're talking surprise, I think it would be a surprise if they use one of those first two picks on a quarterback. Um, I, I know a lot of people are mocking that to them. I know um, Jared Goff has, has got two remaining years on his deal and, and is either seeking will we'll eventually seek a, a, a big deal that maybe some people don't think he's worth investing in um, or, or, you know, maybe he's had a, he'll end his contract there. And so looking down the stretch, like you, I don't know if the Lions are going to have an opportunity to draft a, a quarterback um, like they do with this year, but at the same time, everything that we've heard from this organization has been in, in kind of unequivocal support of Jared Goff. Um, the way he played down the stretch, I mean, if you look at some advanced statistics, the Lions arguably had the best passing offense in the league from week nine and beyond. And that's including guys like, um, you know, Kansas City and, and, and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Above all those teams, the Lions were one of the most efficient, if not the most efficient passing offense in the second half of the season. So with all that being said, if, if the Lions have a new, I mean, even if the Lions draft a quarterback, I, I think Jared Goff probably starts in week one. Um, but it would be it would be a massive surprise to me at this point if the Lions end up drafting one with that 6 or 18 pick. Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. What would be the perfect offseason for the Lions? If you combine getting these guys in free agency or re-signing current Lions, drafting, let's say, top two picks, these players, uh, what would be that perfect offseason? Yeah, I think it starts with locking up some of your own. I think I think Jamal Williams is, is probably at the top of that list. You want to make sure um, your your red zone running game is, is still as efficient as it was. I mean, all the touchdowns he scored, obviously leading the league in rushing touchdowns, um, makes a huge difference. Um, we, we're kind of accustomed to seeing this Lions team kick field goals in the red zone over scoring touchdowns last year was a different swing. And, and that's, it makes a huge difference. So I think locking uh, a guy like him up is, is huge. Um, you know, there, there are a bunch of other guys that, that you, they'll have to look into. Um, I, I think uh, on the defensive side, someone like John Kaminsky is going to be important to make sure that defensive line has a, a deep rotation. He was a guy that, that produced a lot of kind of underrated work on the defensive line. Um, but, but I think they also have to make a splash in free agency. I, I like if, if, if we're talking ideal scenario, I think they need to go out and add like a true playmaker. While I think the lines are going to spend a ton of draft resources on their defense, it'd be nice to get a guy that can contribute right away. You know, the, you, if you're relying on a bunch of rookies, uh, in that first year to make a big impact on your starting, on your starting lineup, um, you're, you're usually going to be left disappointed. It takes a while for them to get acclimated. If the lines can add and listen, I'm, I'm one of the advocates of a Jalen Ramsey trade. I really am. I, I think if the Lions can can get out of it with maybe a, a second-round pick or maybe a second round and, and some picks into the future, I think that's a good deal because that, I mean, it's a huge position of need at corner. It's a guy who can come in and, and immediately lock down one side of the field. Um, and and it got, it's a guy who brings a little attitude to the team, um, which I think the Lions could honestly use a little bit. Um, so I think in free agency, it's re-signing a bunch of your players. It's adding one splash player, whether it's, you know, I know Jalen Ramsey's not technically a free agent. They'd have to trade for him. But um, landing a guy of his caliber, I think, would be huge. And then you go into the draft, and, and your options are a little bit more wide open. If you want to go offense, if you want to get your starting right guard of the future in the draft with someone like Osiris Torrance, that, that opens up if you if you land a big defensive prospect. But I think you also want to pair, like if you got a Jalen Ramsey, I think you want to pair him with a young player because the lines don't appear to necessarily have 
a developmental young cornerback on the roster. I know a lot of people like Jerry Jacobs. I think he has a limited ceiling. I know you, a lot of people don't want to give up on Jeff Okuda, and, and maybe they don't either, but um, he's entering the final year of his rookie deal. You have to kind of um, make a decision on him, and he hasn't really blossomed into the guy I think most people thought they were. So I'd love to see them go out and get a first-round corner as well. Um, but, yeah, I think over you know you do that, you, you, you get at least one major player in free agency, you, you bring a bunch of guys back, and then you hit maybe both sides of the ball in the first round of the, the NFL draft coming up. And I think they're in a pretty good position to, to pick up where they left off. If they get Jalen Ramsey and he could take away half the field and they use one of those first-round picks, 6 or 18, on another corner, uh, they're set up. And I, I even go a step further from what I read at CBSSports.com that Josh Jacobs – could you imagine him joining the Lions as a running back? Some will say, okay, you don't need to spend that money. But, man, if I look at NFL pro bowlers and you see Ramsey and Jacobs on this team with what the Lions have that helped them finish 8-2, and two, those are building blocks along with other free agent needs on defense and also uh, through the draft and the O-line. But those are the type of moves that – that really would make the Lions instant NFC, not just NFC North contenders, but NFC contenders. Yeah, no question. I mean, it, and it's interesting because it, while they were so good down the stretch, especially on offense, um, the one thing that kind of tailed behind was the running game. And so I do think running back is, is a need, um, if not this year, then the next year. Um, obviously, we have to wait and see what they're going to do with Jamal Williams, but I don't think they can rely on DeAndre Swift long-term. And so to bring in maybe a more reliable back, like Josh Jacobs makes sense now, running back is a position that you don't really want to break the bank on. Um, you know, time and time again, it's proven that um, a second contract for running back, especially a big one, turns out to, to not be worth it for most teams. But if you can get Josh Jacobs on a reasonable deal, and, and these days most teams aren't, um, you know, unloading the vault for, for some running backs. I, I wouldn't be fully against that. Um, it's, it's a little bit more of a risky move just because free agent running backs tend not to work out as well as, as maybe drafting one. But at the same time, um, I, I do think that's the position of need. And I do like Josh Jacobs uh, personally as, as, a, as a player. The question is, if you're in that room and Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit talking Lions off season with me on the Meyer guest line, if you're Holmes, if you're Sheila Hamp, if you're everybody uh, on that executive floor along with the coaching staff, scouting department, and you're having that meeting, which I think they already have postseason, like where are we? Well, what's realistic where this team could go in the fall? I think everything we talk about as fans, as a radio host, as you as a writer, uh, you, we always reach for the top. I think they've taken a realistic approach on what they need to do, who they need to get, and where they're at. So I do wonder, and I want your thoughts on this, Jeremy, when the Lions look at their 8-2 and two finish, when they look at what they have, who they can resign, the money available, they look at their uh, draft picks, where do you think they think they are behind closed doors in Allen Park? It's, it's a really fascinating question to ask because – you, you never know for sure. Um, the one thing I, I will say is, is that Brad Holmes, the general manager, has said several times, like, we're going to build this the right way and, and the hard way. And I think if you read between the lines there, he's saying the slow way, right? He's, he's, we're not going to take any shortcuts. We're going to build this through the draft. We're, we're going to build a young roster. We're going we're to take some hits early, but it's going to be worth in the long, reign, in the long run because we're going to have 
this big window instead of a short window. Um, that being said, Bob Quinn or Brad Holmes showed up to the the NFL Combine wearing a villain hoodie. It's a villain across the front, and that. I, you know, you never want to read too much into it. And he talked a little bit about it on NFL Network. To me, that that shows like they're ready to take a next step. They're ready to believe that this team that finished the year eight and two is is more emblematic of of where they are as a franchise. They want to be the villains of the league. They want teams to fear them. They they don't want to be the kind of this lovable team that's like, oh, isn't Dan Campbell cute and all that sort of stuff. They want to be mean. They want to be physical. And I think they think they can start being the bad boys of this league starting next year. And, and so, you know, am I talking Super Bowl? Are they talking Super Bowl inside of the building? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I, I think Lions fans uh, might get there a little quicker than they are, but I don't think this is a team that thinks they're still two, three years away. I think this is a team that thinks they can absolutely win the division this year and, and maybe even make a, a deep run in the playoffs. And, and again, I don't want to push Super Bowl on anyone, but um, I, I think I think they're very confident in where they are as a franchise and, and closer to a Super Bowl probably than some national people think. I agree. And the villain, the eight and two finish, the swagger uh, in Green Bay. What was said after the Green Bay win, even with the Lions not going uh, to the playoffs, and guys like Josh Jacobs and Ramsey would make them really relevant on the tough side. We're ready to win it all, not just, you know, go 11 and 6 and win the NFC North. We're talking about contend for home field advantage because if you want the quick ticket uh, for the Lions to go to a place they've never been, and that would be the Super Bowl, it would be having home field advantage for every playoff game uh, at Ford Field. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, it's an attainable goal. I mean, the way they finished that season, they were the best team in the NFC North at the end of the season. You know, Records may not show up, but I think you'd be hard-pressed to to pick a, a single team in that division that was playing better football than the Detroit Lions were really in the last couple months of the season. Yeah, if you if you went, okay, season ended after the Lions beat Green Bay on Sunday night to close out the regular season, you would say, okay, NFC, playing better than the Lions, for sure I'd go Philly, San Francisco. That You know, before Purdy got hurt in the NFC Championship game, I'll just say to end the regular season, those two. Uh, we'll 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 mark those two down. And then you get to the Cowboys. Okay, by default, I might put the Cowboys there, but that's it. I'd, I'd put the Lions at fourth in the NFC. I really would. I, I mean, I think I'm right there with you, and I, I would maybe argue that Dallas wasn't playing. This right, that's what I, I go back and forth that they weren't playing that great. Yeah. That I might put the Lions, even though okay, well the Cowboys beat the Lions, we can play that game, but. You know, I might make the Lions third, which means yeah. if you could flip it, you saw what home field advantage meant and the Purdy injury to the Eagles. Man, I, and I heard the the roar this year, Jeremy, and I know you were at a lot of the games. I think I went to four in person, which is the most yeah. I've been to in a while because now you can DVR, watch you know games, multiple games live. But I had never heard the constant roar like I heard this year or this past fall inside Ford Field, and those fans know it, they feel it, we're seeing young talent, we're looking at things that other teams have had that we're like, why do we have that? Why can't we have that coach? Why can't we have that GM? Why isn't our owner like this? All these, this checklist that has never been completed, and I'm talking 
you know, off the field. I'm not talking in between the kickoff and the end of the game. And the Lions are hitting all those marks now and, and watching Jamison Williams for the small glimpse we got of him and even the touchdown called back against Green Bay. And you're like, mm. you know, I, and, and I think give me Josh Jacobs, give me Ramsey. Take those two first-rounders, give away a second-rounder to get Ramsey. I agree with you. Maybe even throw in a third or fourth. And you are, you're you're set for a five-year window unlike anything we've ever seen in Detroit. I believe that. I, I You know, it, it, it's hard for me to disagree with you there. And, and you bring up a good point with, with Jameson, too, right? It's almost like the Lions have three first-round picks exactly. going into this year because you, we've only seen the tip of the iceberg there. So, mm. yeah, I, I, there's, there's really no reason to believe that there should be any regression for this team other than maybe bad luck with injuries or something like that. And there's every reason to believe they can take another step with all the off-season resources that they have, with all the young players that are only going to continue to get better, and with how they finish the season. Like It, it really feels like this next season could be special. Hey, man, maybe the next, uh, you know, like I said, this next five-year uh, window because with the NFL it's going to be not for long because you get salary caps you get a window when you got young guys before you have to pay them or they get paid uh, elsewhere but it's really exciting to have an off season like this you can follow everything Lions pride of Detroit Jeremy Reisman joining us on the Meyer get our guest line good stuff man thanks a lot hey yeah thanks for having me All right, Jeremy Reisman checking in and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. Also, if you want to go live with your huge opinions any day between 3 and 6, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Also, comments and opinions welcomed at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They're down to their three final home games of the year inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Get your tickets for the final three games at Ticketmaster.com and also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit, or Oikos Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R. T-E-R dot com. Imagine this. 
Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but net and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win. Every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. Then on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. We invite you to Van Andel Arena for a huge two-game weekend series between the Griffins and Iowa Wild tonight and tomorrow with playoff implications. Tonight's $2 beers and $2 dogs. Tomorrow is Star Wars Night presented by DTE. Get tickets now at GriffinsHockey.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment here during hour number two on a Friday broadcast being heard from the Upper Peninsula down to Southeast Michigan and our longtime affiliate 96.5 The Cave in Adrian. If you want to check out any of our 19 radio stations who carry the show weekdays at three, just go to thehugeshow.net. Free online stream every day, Monday through Friday. At three at thehugeshow.net and on the iHeart app. Just search The Huge Show and you can listen live weekdays at three anywhere in America. And if you miss any of my huge opinions, any of our interviews, our hours, or full shows, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. And always remember, all of our podcasts are free. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Coming up on Sunday at Van Andel Arena will be Toby Mack. Hits Deep Tour with Crowder. Tickets available now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th, the Winery Dogs will be live inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 14th and 15th, Paw Patrol Live 
for the kids inside DeVos Performance Hall. I'll be there with Superfly Hayes. Get your tickets now for Paw Patrol Live, March 14th and 15th in downtown Grand Rapids, inside DeVos Performance Hall. I hope they let me introduce Paul because I love him or her. Ticketmaster.com is where you get your tickets. March 16th, Kane Brown, the Drunken Dreaming Tour with special guests Dustin Lynch and Low Cash. That's at Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at AXS.com. March 18th, Cat Williams, 2023 and Me Tour at Van Andel Arena in GR. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. March 24th through the 26th, Monster Jam. It's the Triple Threat Series at Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And March 28th, the price is right live. I'm hoping they pick me. I want to spin the wheel. Well, hold on, that's Wheel of Fortune. Price is right live. I can still spin that big wheel. On March 28th at DeVos Performance Hall in GR. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Also this weekend at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. The West Michigan Home and Garden Show runs now through Sunday. Gimme Shelter Showdown, an amateur boxing event, is coming up on Sunday at DeVos Place. And the Ultimate Sports Show is next week, March 9th through the 12th, at DeVos Place in downtown GR. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number three on a Friday broadcast being heard statewide on 19 incredible radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, don't forget uh, the free live stream is there weekdays at three. And on the iHeart app, just search The Huge Show and you can listen live anywhere you have mobile service. Just search The Huge Show. On the iHeart app. Inside this hour, we'll talk Michigan spring football. More on the Lions. And remember your huge opinions. Anytime you want to deliver them to everybody in Michigan on the Mercantile Bank listener line. That's 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter. The HUGE Show on Facebook. All of our social network interactions presented by the Grand Rapids Gold, Denver Nuggets G League team. Three home games remain at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. We'll talk to Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. Ballas is the Michigan insider and also one of the greatest golfers the game has ever seen. Our Tullymore, our Tullymore Spring Football Summit will be happening end of April, early May with Doug Skeen. Uh, from the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast and the five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman. He'll join us later. We'll talk spring football and what Michigan needs to work on. They And I like what Harbaugh is doing. He gets things started. They have a spring break, which kind of sends a message that the kids can't go crazy and party because they're coming back uh, to practice 
uh, right. next week, and they have an early spring game on uh, April 1st. So between your columns, uh, what you've had in terms of time with Harbaugh or anybody connected to Michigan football, what seems to be the early theme to the 2023 season? Yeah, two things. These transfers that they brought in from the transfer portal, and I'm putting up a column here as soon as I hang up with you, Bill, about how Michigan has embraced it. These guys are going to help them tremendously, and they're going to continue to go to that well because they love what they're getting. Guys like Olu Oluwatimi, you can go back to Jake Rudock, right, his first year here, and see the guys that have really helped this program, and they have a strong enough culture now that they're not worried about running off the young guys because they want to win. Uh, that's exactly what Mike Elston, Michigan's recruiting coordinator and defensive line coach told me down at the Fiesta Bowl when we were interviewing him, he said, I just still talk about relationships with kids out of high school, not NIL, because we want guys that want to be here and want to win. We don't want them just here for the paycheck, is what he was implying. And then he said, second of all, the kids that we do get, when we get those kids, they embrace the fact that there's more competition coming in here because they know that they're going to make them a better team. They're going to make them better and that the team's going to get better. So they love Amorian Walker at cornerback right now, moving over from wide receiver. So eventually he will be a two-way player, Jim Harbaugh said. But if he can be good, uh, aside from on the other opposite side of Will Johnson there, that cornerback room could be a strength. And uh, really the only things that you're looking at right now are depth. And they think the offensive line is going to be outstanding. J.J. McCarthy, they expect to take a huge leap forward. And, of course, you've got one of the best running back rooms in the country with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. So a lot of talent. They expect fully expect to win a third Big Ten title is what they're saying. Uh, and you can sense the confidence, and I think they'll be favored going into it, Bill. Yeah, I think they'll be undefeated Big Ten champions again, go into a college football playoff semifinal and uh, run crazy-ass plays on the goal line and not run J.J. McCarthy <laughs> in the first half. <laughs> not anymore, man. Matt Weiss, I'll tell you what, Matt Weiss was the guy calling those uh, plays down there in the red zone, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. We should have known when all he was doing was holding his laptop and not even paying attention to the plays. I have no comment on that. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll say. So where where will it be different though? Has this been brought yeah. up that with Weiss out because of the computer allegations, issues, whatever? Will, will there be a different style play calling for Michigan? Because man, I, I go back, Chris, and and everyone I talk to, and a ton of Michigan fans will always bring up that first half uh, where really you had, you know, Michigan might have had three bad halves of football. Uh, the entire year that look at the Ohio State game, look at the play calling, execution, creativity, uh, the un- unexpected deep balls, everything that was there. You were like, that's it. That's how Michigan wins a national championship. And then they had too much time to outthink themselves for at least that first yeah. half of TCU. Because when you look at that second half, and I rewatched the game, Michigan should have put 60 plus on TCU. Yep. They should have, just like Georgia did. Yeah. yeah. You know, probably and probably could have. Let's be honest. They scored forty-five points. They had, you know, if they take the three at the goal line rather than that goofy Philly special play, and they don't fumble on first and goal from the half yard line, there's ten more points right there, and you're at fifty-five. So uh, there's no doubt that that should have been the case. Uh, it's unfortunate, but you know what? You can't get it back, so you look forward. And I think what it's done anyway is, if you look at J.J. McCarthy, it's made him even hungrier to come back and prove that it was a fluke. Those two interceptions that he had, those pick sixes, did not sit well with him, uh, and he, they won't soon be forgotten. So uh, we asked Jim Harbaugh, 
well, you know, what is the, the goal with J.J. McCarthy in terms of how much more you can put on his plate? And he said he's been thinking a lot about that. You don't want him to get hurt because your backups are Jack Tuttle, Davis Warren, who are okay, uh, but they're not J.J. McCarthy. But at the same time, there are so many more things that you can do with him in the running game, in my opinion, and in the passing game. And I expect I expect better. I think Kirk Campbell will be more involved, the new quarterback's coach. He said that he was involved on first and second down plays last year in the passing game and developing that. I think you'll see him more involved. He was really good in that respect at Old Dominion when he was the uh, the quarterback's coach there and the offensive coordinator. So uh, we'll see. But I do love having Sharon Moore there as well. I think you'll see him have more responsibility. And as Joel Klatt, Fox analyst, and everybody else said, that's a good thing for Michigan. You know, speaking of a good thing for Michigan, Chris, what you just mentioned earlier in the conversation, you know, they're, they're preseason top two, at worst top three in any of these way too early college football polls that they they are locked in with Ohio State at home. They are locked in on the uh, on the very strong possibility of three straight Big Ten championship seasons and three straight college football playoff appearances. Yeah, that, that, that's absolutely. a lot. That, that's what every Michigan fan dreamed of, and they've wanted from every coach, and it's why they went out and got Harbaugh. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer, and I think Jim outthought himself. And after that first big loss to Ohio State, uh, you know, he thought, okay, uh, this is what we have to overhaul everything. I think people kind of talked him into it and getting away from his roots. And he's starting to find out that, hey, you know what? The way that I was doing it is certainly capable of winning the Big Ten. And if you win the Big Ten and you're in that Final Four, then you got at least a puncher's chance. Now, they blew it this year. They had no shot against Georgia a couple years ago, if we're being honest. Uh, and who knows what would to happen in that Georgia game this year. They looked awfully damn good to me. So I still think that those SEC programs are a cut above because they have the talent and they have that anything goes mentality. But if you get there and you have a chance, Bill, then really that's what you aspire to, right? And if you can win the Big Ten, and and let's be clear, uh, these last two Ohio State games, there was no doubt. They were the better team. Michigan dominated them. We've heard people say last year was a fluke, and I said the only fluke is that it wasn't 29 instead of 22 because some official blew a play dead that shouldn't have been blown down. Yeah, they went down there and they dominated the second half of that game and they deserve to win. You can win that way. Uh, can you win a national title that way? That remains to be seen, but it was good to see Jim Harbaugh get back to his roots. I don't see him anticipate him changing that going forward. And, and here's Michigan football, just as we expected under Jim Harbaugh. You know, I get the programs at Alabama and Georgia and you look at the big boys, but you have the quarterback coming back. You, you just went through, yep. they're working on depth during this offseason when they resume spring ball on Monday, you know, to me with, with McCarthy and with what they have, my only question is, can Harbaugh and his staff play call their way to a national championship? And also do yeah. you stay healthy, right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and the health is the big thing. And they've overcome some huge injuries here the last couple of years. Ronnie Bell, the first year, that was one of the guys that we said they could least afford to lose, right? And then they go out and win a championship without him. And then still win the Big Ten title, beat Ohio State and Purdue with Donovan Edwards in there instead of Blake Corum. And let's be clear, Blake Corum is a better back right now than Donovan Edwards. Donovan Edwards is a great back. Blake Corum is a Heisman Trophy candidate. So to be, over, to be able to overcome that is great. But when you get up against these Georgia and Alabama, 
Alabama teams. You're talking about guys. You know, Michigan's got a ton of guys in, at the NFL Combine here, but these guys are all going to be going anywhere from the second to the, the sixth round. When you're talking Georgia and Alabama, uh, remember that Georgia defense last year and how many guys were first-round picks, and you're like, that's just absolutely sick. And all these guys are going to be playing on Sundays at a high level and, and be high draft picks. So there is still a talent gap there. I don't think there's any question about it, but it's something that, like you said, if you scheme up a great game like they did against Ohio State, right? They, they threw everything at them. Then you have a chance to beat those teams. And, and it's like I said, you win the Big Ten, you're going to get that opportunity. It's unfortunate they didn't take that let, that next step last year when they lost to TCU. They were better than them. They probably win that game eight times out of ten. Uh, some of the Michigan coaches that we've spoken with said they probably were a little bit too uh, too overconfident going into that game. But uh, it's a missed opportunity, but now you got another one, and program certainly seems to be on solid footing going forward. Yeah, and the timing's really good for Harbaugh and McCarthy in Michigan because they get that run through 2023, and that's before UCLA and USC uh, will join the Big Ten, and I think we're going to see no divisions. Uh, we're going to see a different pod-style sti- uh, home-and-home series, and it will be something maybe similar to what the ACC is doing, but I believe this is the last year for divisions in the Big Ten. I really do. I agree. I agree, and I think you're going to see an expanded playoff, too, obviously, and that's going to Twelve help. teams! Because, Uh-oh! Yep. Has to be. And will and be. So some, so some two-loss two teams will have to be will be able to get in there, too. So even if you lose, if you're playing a tougher schedule, even if you lose one or two of those big games, you're still going to have an opportunity to get in there and prove yourself in the postseason. So, yeah, it does cheapen the, the, the regular season a little bit, but it makes it a lot more exciting because, there, let's be honest, there are teams last year, uh, Alabama being one of them, that probably, you know, would have would have made done some damage in the uh, in the final four as well. So I think it'll be good for college football. Yeah, I think you're going to have the toughest task if you're the new-look Big Ten in 2024 when UCLA and SC come in from Los Angeles, and I'm talking football, is how do you weight the schedule compared to what the TV networks and the $7 billion plus will want? Because Michigan is such a big TV draw. You're Michigan. Yep. If you're going to protect two rivalries, I think it would be Michigan State and Ohio State. Then now what do you do, play USC and UCLA every other year to balance that? Is Penn yeah. State an every other year thing? I mean, how do you how do you weight it in the Big Ten? Because if I'm the West schools, when, when they change to no divisions, it's going to change the world for Luke Fickle, the new head coach at Wisconsin, for P.J. at Minnesota, uh, for Rule out in Nebraska, because now you're adding UCLA and SC. So you have to get by... Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, UCLA, USC, Michigan, or State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska. We'll see what Rule does. I mean, Northwestern with Fitzgerald. I mean, go down the list. Where Where's the gimme game? Illinois, uh, Indiana, I think, will, you know, they'll be going through their, you know, every other five-year regime change. Look at the depth in the Big Ten. That is crazy. It is, yep, and it's going to be so. It's going to be interesting. It's, I agree with you 100. percent Michigan, Ohio State isn't good, is going to be protected for sure. So every year, one of those teams is going to have a loss, right? And uh, is Indiana is, say say Indiana has a great year and Purdue's their protected rivalry, and Purdue seems to be trending downward, uh, you know, with Brom leaving. So um, you know, it isn't fair, but you know what? It's just the way it is, and it's something that Michigan has dealt with 
for a long time. I mean, they was Wisconsin on the schedule, right, for six years in a row or something like that. It was crazy. And it was supposed to be Nebraska replacing them with the thought that Nebraska was going to be really good uh, for six years in a row. And I'm thinking, okay, there's something wrong here, you know. But it is driven by TV and it is driven by money. And you're not going to hear them make excuses about it. But Nebraska is a, a tough place to play. There's no question about it. I think there will be three protected games. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see who Michigan chooses in those. Uh, you know what? There's been talk about Minnesota too, with the Little Brown Jug game and everything else. So uh, it'll be it'll be fascinating. But it's changing, Bill. It always is now, and uh, it is. You know, I'm I'm a traditionalist. You know, if it were up to me, we'd go back to ten, and uh, everybody plays everybody. But those days are long gone, and uh, you know, it's only a matter of time before all these guys are getting paid a salary, in my opinion. And uh, it's just you know that's just the way that college football is trending. Yeah, I think their three protected would be Ohio State, Michigan State, and Minnesota. They're not going to want to protect like UCLA and USC in three games you could lose. I I right. think it would be those three, and then we'll see how it works out. Also, if you go to the top two in the conference play in the Big Ten Championship after UCLA and USC joins, uh, how do you do that with the weighted schedule? Is there almost like a Big Ten Championship playoff rankings that would base it based on strength of schedule on who yeah. the top two are in the conference title game. A lot to do, but man, I'll tell you what, yeah. adding UCLA and USC to the conference is going to be awesome. And football, hoops, yeah. baseball, go down the list. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He's the man. He is unbelievable on the golf course, kind of like a young Lee Trevino. <laughs> Yeah. Tell him more well, golf. Temper- Tell him more golf. Spring, spring football summit will be happening end of April, early May, where we'll look back at the Michigan spring game, talk Michigan, Michigan State, Big Ten, and your Lions. So we'll probably do it right after the draft with the Lions. Can't wait. And you know what? Uh, we'll have positive things to say about the Lions this year, which means they'll probably take going, going going to the two Super Bowls next five years for the Lions. <laughs> but do that, Bill. Uh, I will buy the rest of your golf for the rest of your life wherever you want to play. There you have it. It's on record. So hey, 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 hold on. I'm just making sure the record button is yeah. on the computer right now. Chris, we love you, my yeah. man. Thanks, brother. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. The new M Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Hey, Michigan. 
Let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. The Winery Dogs, live in concert Monday, March 13th at 7.30 p.m., live on stage at the Voss Performance Hall. Back in full force, don't miss the vibrant powerhouse trio, the Winery Dogs, with their fresh hooks, gut bucket grooves, and bold harmonies. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. March 13th at DeVos Performance Hall. For tour info, check out thewinerydogs.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Doug Skeen, like I mentioned, five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s, part of the Michigan football podcast. You can hear with Chris Ballas at thewolverine.com. He joins us. How you doing, Skeener? Doug? Jack, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now, man. I just probably did the greatest lead-in ever to you. Can you hear me? I, I hear you now. What are you? Yeah, you, you trying to, is your Apple Play coming on while you're talking? I don't know what happened there. That's okay. Not always you don't have to apologize. It's a huge show. We don't apologize for anything. How you, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Thanks for having me. You know, it was interesting in our 15-minute conversation with Ballas that if you step back and look where Michigan's at, what they have returning, where they are in all the preseason polls, how the schedule sets up, uh, you're looking at a team that could win three straight Big Ten titles with three straight trips to the college football Final Four. I don't think there's any question. That's the expectation. That's the floor at this point. I mean, anything short of a Big Ten title and getting back into that playoff, I think, would be disappointing considering the quality of the players that are returning and the experience they have and what they've done. So this is no longer about, uh, let's see if we can get over the Ohio State hump and, and, and then see what happens after that. Now it's uh, we're absolutely expecting to get over the Big Ten once again, and then let's, let's improve this performance in the playoff because the last two have been a dud. So when you look at this Michigan team right now off of what you witnessed in their finale against TCU, and you were sitting in a, a room as an assistant to Harbaugh, well, what would you tell Jim, look, we need to improve here, here and here, whatever's on that list for us to be a national champion, what would those areas be during this offseason? Offensively, I don't think there's any question. This passing game needs to find a second or third level 
to be more than uh, more than the short, you know, sort of break routes and the occasional bomb. It's got to be more dynamic. It's got to be more consistent. And uh, that comes down to the players, right? The, the, the wide receiving core needs to do a better job of getting open, uh, needs to do a better job of catching every ball that hits them in the hands. Uh, you mentioned in the opening there leading into this time with me that Michigan is – we don't have that breakaway receiver, so somebody's got to step up in that uniform on the edge of this offense and make some things happen. I, you you nailed it at the end of the season. Michigan finished the season 79th in college football passing. That's nowhere near good enough come playoff time, and we've seen that now a couple of years in a row. It's heavy run offense, which is great. You can do a lot with those things, but eventually you got to open that thing up. And so that's, I think, it's critical for Michigan to take the next step. And then the other piece defensively uh, we saw in that TCU game, if you can't get to the quarterback and cause problems, uh, you're going to make life difficult on the rest of your defense. So Michigan's going to have to find a way to get back to some kind of pressure from two years ago. You know, I don't think anybody needs to be Hutch and Ajabo, but we need someone else to step up and be the new guy that gets, gets home and gets home with consistency. And it needs to be more than just one, Bill. You need to have two guys that are a pass rush threat to make an offense go, all right, how are we going to block these guys? So those are the two things. They're not shocking by any way at all, but those are the two things I think Michigan's going to have to find a a way to get better at. And good news, Menner looks like he'll be staying. They didn't want to lose a defensive coordinator for the second straight year, and I thought he did a great job considering you lost a job, Owen uh, Hutch. He won't be going to the Eagles who are going to go after uh, Seattle's assistant so that's good news get some stability get i know weiss is out but you know he was calling those third down plays and like i told ballas scheme you've got to find a way to make the threat of jj mccarthy running to help your passing game you have to well yeah you, well, well when you got a player like him who's got the kind of wheels and i don't think there's any question about it and i wonder you know, back to that TCU game, there were a few read option plays where clearly yes. the defensive end bent hard, and it's like, why did you not keep the ball and go get a first down or more? And so I think that's part of J.J.'s progression is to, again, build on the physical part of his body here in the offseason and get stronger and get bigger and get tougher. That's what you do this time of year. And so hopefully he's going to have more of that next year because clearly it's a, it's a problem for defenses, and Michigan has been on the wrong end of this for decades and decades with the running quarterback thing. But finally we got a guy who's a real threat and, and a threat with the arm. You know, we have, we've had incredibly good running quarterbacks here in the last 15, 20 years at Michigan, but never really had one that's both. And this, this kid has got the chance to be special, so he's just got to figure out a way to be more effective with his feet and, and – Reality is, Bill. He was last year. He's made some big plays. I think of the you know end of the end of the year there at Ohio State with his feet. You know, put his shoulder down there, piled piled one into the end zone. So the elements are all there. He's clearly done it. Just maybe taking one more step to get even better is all, is all he needs to do. Yeah, and I think everyone needs to step back a little bit and enjoy this ride. Here you are, preseason top three at the worst, and any of those way too early prognostications, and you're loaded. Uh, it's a salty schedule, but you get Ohio State at home and you're looking at quarterback changes. If you want to get into the conversation nationally on how many of these superpowers are going to be flipping out quarterbacks, including Georgia and Ohio State and Alabama, and you have J.J. McCarthy, you know, I agree with you. The floor is just 
doing what you did last year, uh, win the Big Ten, get to the Final Four, I think expectations with the Michigan Nation is a national championship. Yeah, I, I I don't think that's a stretch at all. You know, a year ago that might have been a bit of a stretch. We weren't sure. Two years ago, for sure, that was fantasy talk. Now the bar has absolutely been raised, and us Michigan fans and former players, we get greedy, don't we? We we see some success, and we see some performance, and we go, okay, let's let's go win it all. And why not? I mean, they should absolutely be thinking this way. And I'm I'm betting that that football team is going to gather this fall, and that's going to be probably the number one goal they put on the wall is to run the table and win this thing. They certainly believe they can. They just got to perform better in that playoff. The, the other thing that will be fascinating for me, Bill, is, is this kind of discussion and this kind of expectation changes the position of Michigan. Michigan is now going to be the hunted in the Big Ten. And in the previous years, they've been part of the pack that's all been hunting Ohio State. Well, now that role changes, and it's a different role, having been there and done that myself. And the old cliche is true. It's harder to stay on top than to crawl to the top. So as far as the Big Ten goes, Michigan has crawled that mountain, and they're at the top, so everybody's shooting for them now. And so it it takes a little bit more intensity and and preparation for all those games outside of Ohio State. And then when you get into the playoffs at the end of the year, you got to perform. you got to find a way to make plays and not get out of sorts like we've seen the last couple of years. Yeah, I was looking at the final AP Top 25 poll. Georgia lost their quarterback. TCU lost their quarterback. Michigan, J.J. returning. Ohio State loses their QB. Bryce Young gone at Alabama. Hooker gone at Tennessee. There's your five of the top six. Matter of fact, the only team with a quarterback of note returning, you probably would drop down to USC at 12, and then Michigan there at number three. So it's going to be another fun ride. Doug Skeen will join us for our Tullymore Spring Football Summit. That will be after the Michigan Spring game, after the Lions draft. We'll talk Michigan, Michigan State, Big Ten football, and the Lions at the beautiful Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. I think they open up around the middle of April. Skeener, my best to you and your family, my friend. Hey, same to you, Bill. Thanks for having me. Go Blue. All right, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at the University of Michigan, late 80s, early 90s. Also a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast at thewolverine.com. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We invite you to Van Andel Arena for a huge two-game weekend series between the Griffins and Iowa Wild tonight and tomorrow with playoff implications. Tonight's $2 beers and $2 dogs. Tomorrow is Star Wars Night, presented by DTE. Get tickets now at GriffinsHockey.com. There are a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. There are also a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be anything other than a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. So, which one are you? Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and find out. 
Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Join Van Andel Institute's Purple Community for the 11th Annual Grand Rapids Griffins Purple Game on Friday, March 10th at 7 p.m. at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. 100% of the proceeds will benefit groundbreaking cancer research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Don't miss out on the limited edition Griffins Purple Apparel and your chance to bid on purple jerseys after the game. Learn more at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Joining us here on The Huge Show across Michigan, E.J. Holland is the recruiting insider for Michigan football for the Wolverine.com. He's standing by. How you doing, E.J.? Doing well. Thanks for having me. All right. Hard walk and uh, clear trees out during an ice storm. Not quite eating pancakes at a kicker's house, but he seems motivated, rejuvenated. I don't know, maybe the contract issues or flirting with the NFL uh, behind him. What's the latest on hardball and Michigan football recruiting? Uh, yeah, they're all in. I mean, even when Harbaugh had the uh, drama going down with the Denver Broncos. They still had a ton of elite guys on campus in January. Several top targets made their way to Ann Arbor and are expected to be back uh, this coming month in March. You know, a ton of top level recruits have told me they're ready to see the Wolverines in action at practice. The spring game should have a nice visitors list. Uh, Michigan has a top 15 class right now uh, in 2024 with seven commits the new rankings just uh released michigan has three inside the uh top 200 for the uh on three industry rankings so i think michigan's off to a nice start i think if they can get some commitments here in march and recruits return to campus they'll be off to a much better start than 2023 which was obviously a bit of a disappointing class coming off to coming off back-to-back college football playoff appearances Based on what you're seeing early for that projected Michigan 2024 recruiting class, what seems to be the positions that they're targeting in order? Well, quarterback, obviously. I mean, back-to-back cycles of more project guys. Alex Orgy looks like an all-world athlete, but we still don't know if he's a quarterback. Jaden Benegal was buried on the depth chart last year, and uh, you know, not really sure what he'll become. They took Kendrick Bell last cycle, who obviously is Ronnie Bell's little brother, but might end up playing wide receiver or defensive back. He has position flexibility. 
They haven't landed a true elite quarterback since J.J. McCarthy. Uh, they need to get one in now. And you look at the quarterback room, and the position isn't exactly right after J.J., so they have to land a top-level guy. Right now, the focus continues to be on um, on 300 quarterback Jaden Davis out of Charlotte, Providence Day. Davis has visited on multiple occasions in the past. He is expected to return for another visit in March. He's really the only guy they're recruiting. They've taken an all-your-eggs-in-one-basket approach to Davis, which is dangerous game. It didn't work with Dante Moore last cycle, so the hope is it will work with Davis. If Davis does not commit on this expected March visit, then I think you'll see them go after more quarterbacks. But you need a quarterback to come in after J.J., obviously. But you also need a quarterback to lead the class to help put the class together. And I think that's uh, been something that's been lacking these last couple of cycles as well. Uh, Looking at other positions of need, running back as well. I mean, back-to-back cycles without a true every-down elite back. Obviously, Cole Cabana was a really nice land last cycle out of Dexter, but he's a guy that's going to move around. You don't want to run him between the tackles every down. He's a guy that's going to play in the slot. He's going to line up out wide. He's going to return kicks and punts. Um, you know, Benjamin Hall, C.J. Stokes were more uh, three-star level guys. Uh, though, you know, C.J. Stokes obviously showed some flashes last year, but they need a big-time guy. They haven't landed one since Donovan Edwards. Mike Hart is one of the best position uh, position coaches in the country. He's obviously a Michigan legend as well. Michigan should be a destination school for elite-level running backs. It's time for Hart to land a top-level guy on the trail. And so they're after two top 100 backs at the top of the board and Jordan Marshall out of Ohio and Taylor Tatum out of Texas both visited in January they're expected to be back for official visits so it's a must for Hart to land at least one of Jordan Marshall or Taylor Tatum uh, and they're looking for a guy to come in and play Mike. I mean, they they need a leader of the defense to come in and, and be kind of Junior Colson-esque and that's Aaron Childs they've made him the top target at the linebacker position out of only good counsel, which produced Chris Jenkins uh, out in the DMV. Childs is a physical, true Mike backer that can run sideline to sideline. He has great speed for his size. He's really filled out at about six foot three, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. He's comfortable in coverage. Uh, he'll fill gaps in a hurry. He very much mimics Junior Colson's game, and he's long been considered the number one linebacker on the board. He recently named Michigan his leader. He's expected to be back on campus in March, and so they are making a big push to get him on board early, but I think quarterback and running back is a must to land an elite guy. I think getting Aaron Childs to lead that defense is big, and um, Michigan's continuing to recruit top-level pass rushers as well would be the last position I would mention. They already have a commit in Mason Curtis, who's a top 300 guy. The number one overall recruit in the country is Dylan Stewart out of Washington, D.C. Friendship. He visited last year. He's expected to be back on campus on March 18th. He's at the very top of the edge rusher board. Uh, A huge priority. Uh, Great for Michigan to get him back on campus. They have another, you know, several other top level 
pass rushers on the board as well. Michigan should also be a destination school for guys that can get after the quarterback with what they've done with Aiden Hutchinson and David Chubb and Mike Morris, obviously. So those are, are some positions of need and, and some guys they're really, really in on that are, are top-level, elite-level recruits. E.J. Holland, he knows everything about Michigan football recruiting. You can follow it 24-7 at thewolverine.com. E.J., appreciate the Michigan football recruiting update. Yeah, no problem. All right, there's E.J. Holland checking in on the Meyer Guest on and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Let's go check in with Jason Killip from SpartanMag.com. Get an update on Mel Tucker and Michigan State football recruiting. I was looking at the on3.com top football Michigan recruits and also the national rankings. And Mel Tucker and Michigan State are uh, doing big things right now for 2024. Yeah, especially as we get into uh, March here where the recruiting period opens back up and recruits can come up to visit campus. They're expecting some really high-level recruits make their way to East Lansing, catch some spring practices this upcoming month. Yeah, what are some of the targets right now in terms of positions of need uh, for Mel Tucker in Michigan State football that he's looking at with this 2024 recruiting pitch? Uh, Michigan State didn't sign a defensive tackle on the interior defensive line last class out of the high school ranks. They filled a couple filled that spot with a couple transfer portal guys, but um, as far as the high school ranks, they did not bring in one. So in the 2024 class, what better way to start than the number one rated defensive tackle in the country, uh, David Stone. He'll be making his fifth visit to Michigan State in March. Uh, he visited twice in January, once last fall for the Ohio, uh, the Wisconsin game and um, in the summer before then. So this will be his fifth visit to East Lansing, and uh, he's an extremely high-level recruit, number one defensive lineman in the country. Um his other offers or the other shooters in his recruitment are Oklahoma, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Alabama, and uh, others. Jason Killip from SpartanMag.com, the recruiting insider for the Spartans, talking about Mel Tucker. I, I was seeing on On3.com the early national rankings at Michigan State was 10th in the country uh, early in 2024 recruits. Uh, when you look at Mel Tucker and what he's doing, Jason, uh, how long before they get back on track? Is it this fall? Are they a year out? Is it 2024 before uh, a lot of these solid recruits that he got will uh, help this program get back to being a Big Ten contender? Yeah, uh, I think there's still another year out as far as when you see that recruiting success translates on the field right away. Um and his 2023 class was the best class Mel Tucker assigned so far. Uh, and that class will be a freshman next. Will be freshman going into next season. So there's a chance a couple of guys can make some plays and get on the field. But I don't think you'll see that success from that recruiting class on the field next year the way you will going forward. And um, Mel Tucker is hoping to parlay that with success in the 2024 class, which he's on his way to. So far, just three commitments, but all four star prospects two in the defensive backfield and one in-state wide receiver Nick Marsh. Um, so the three four-stars that he has committed in the 2024 class is a good start so far, uh, but I think it'll take a little bit more time before you see that translate directly on the field. Uh, they've done some good things in the transfer portal. Uh, they'd have to continue doing that um, in order to make a big bounce back next year, and I think that's where the chances of them finding impact players would be in the transfer portal for next season. 
Jason Killip from SpartanMag.com, part of the On3.com network, talking Mel Tucker and Michigan State football recruiting, giving our audience across the state an update. Uh, in-state, uh, you, you brought up in-state uh, recruits. Uh, how has Tucker done and how is he doing when it comes to going after the top state of Michigan high school football recruits? Um, in the 2024 class, uh, one of the big first commitment of the class was Nick Marsh. Uh, that was a big commitment for Michigan State. He's a four-star wide receiver out of River Rouge. Um, he's the number 57 overall recruit in the country and the number two recruit in Michigan for his class. Uh, so that was a big uh, move for Michigan State to make, especially early on in the class, as they try to get other in-state recruits to join them. Uh, Michigan State's recruiting Jeremiah Beasley. He's a four-star linebacker out of Belleville in the 2024 class. His older brother is Malik Carr, who plays for the Spartans. Uh, he'll make a decision in June, so Michigan State will look to continue that in-state success, uh, landing four star, three four-stars in the in-state class last year. So they've done good. They've done well so far. Looking to capitalize that uh, in the 2024 class going forward. Yeah, and also in that 2024 class, out of Celine, big tight end Dylan Messman. So Mel Tucker, Michigan State, doing some uh, good things on the recruiting trail in Michigan and across America. Checking in at number ten right now nationally. That's in front of Michigan, who's at 13 in the On3.com national uh, recruiting rankings. Jason Kellup, you can follow him and everything Mel Tucker recruiting at SpartanMag.com. Thanks for the update, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right, Jason Kellup, checking in on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Big. Bad. Huge.